Today we're going to Houston to talk about Duluth. It's Jared Houston, outstanding guide in the Duluth Superior area. And in this case, Houston, we don't have a problem. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well then I'd probably have enough. For a brand new pickup truck, and I'm probably gonna need it. My luck is gonna change, I can feel it. I got a secret weapon on the radio. Kevin always tells me where the fish is gone. And I'm fishing. Yes, I'm fishing. Paul Bunyan. Hey, welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're heading into the weekend, and we've got a radio road trip. We head eastward on Highway 2 over to the Duluth Superior area. Check back in with Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service. Uh, Jared, of course, when we first talked, let us know he's a former beaver. Once a beaver, always a beaver. So, Jared, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Kev. Thanks for having me on again. So let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the Duluth Superior area. I know we've had a hard time. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a hard time, but it's been definitely a spotty time finding walleyes the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, it's that time of year right now. Where we're kind of entering the gateway to the dog days of summer, the old cliche uh, things that fishermen talk about. And uh, it's no different over here, really. But uh, you just got to adapt to what uh, what the waters are giving you. And sometimes... Um, by changing things up, you're going to run into something that's going to work. And uh, we found a couple different bites that are going on for us. It's obviously in the form of trolling, like most areas of the world right now during the dog days of summer, uh, trolling deeper, uh, you know, thermocline waters. So 20 feet of water would be too shallow. We're actually kind of concentrating on waters 20 to 30. And on Lake Superior, you know, 30 to 40 feet of water to get some walleyes. You know, when we were talking early in the season, you were talking about how you're very river-oriented in your fishing. Um, does that uh, Are we still on the river? No, actually, good question. Um, you know, we the river for us is, uh, uh, you know, we, we chase the migratory fish. And right now the migratory fish are in the deeper, cooler waters of Lake Superior. Um, we have some that come in and out of the St. Louis River. But that shallow water bite in the river, I mean, that water is just too warm. And, uh, I mean, if you're looking to go out and catch a bunch of catfish and uh, stuff like that, the river is going to be your go-to thing to do. But if you're looking for, you know, what we still know as the state fish of Minnesota being the walleye, you better stop going into the deeper waters of Lake Superior amongst the, the south shore and stuff like that. Matter of fact, all my counterparts that have charter boats that do salmon and trout on lake superior they're running into a few walleyes when they're uh, fishing you know 100 feet of water for yeah. uh, lake trout. so you know i was um I, I never think of lake superior as a as a, a walleye water i think about the big lake trout a lot and salmon and things like that uh, but obviously there's walleye there 
There is. They're they're a lot more tricky because we have this huge expansive uh, lake, right? And so the thing about uh, the challenge of getting the walleyes to go on Lake Superior is finding them. And then once you find them, you really got to stay on them because once you lose track of them for a day or two days or more or three days, um, you got to start all over again. And uh, not just finding them, but just like anywhere else, finding them and finding what's going to get them to go. So for us, it's been... Uh, long lining behind planer boards in that uh, 30 to 40 feet of water um, using some deep running crankbaits like uh, flicker minnows or anything that's got a long bill that's going to dig down deep. And, you know, we're in a bite window like anywhere else too. So it's obviously the best to get out there in the mornings and in the later afternoons and, you know, as the sun's uh, setting on for the day. So, I mean, you can go out there and you can spend some time during the the middle of the day, but, uh, uh, given the water clarity and stuff like that, you're best off um, using those low light periods to get some success. You know, and it makes sense, obviously, that there would be walleye on Lake Superior. After all, Green Bay and Lake Michigan and Lake Erie, uh, legendary walleyes there. So it makes sense that there would be walleyes on Lake uh, Superior. Are they as big as the ones we hear about on Green Bay and Lake Erie? Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've caught some nice ones, um, you know, recently. You know, sometimes I like to tell my clients it's a gamble. We can go out there and we can fish hours without getting a bite, but, uh, you know, you have the best opportunity to catch the biggest walleye of your life. Uh, you know, I'm always a big advocate of the big waters equals the big fish, right? And no different for Lake Superior. So the biggest one I've got so far on the boat on Lake Superior this summer is 28 and a half. You know, we'd like to push the 30-inch the uh, mark, and we've seen some some of my counterparts have gotten that kind of success. But we have great year classes, and, and make no mistake, they're the same fish that come in in the springtime that we sample on the St. Louis River that uh, just kind of in and out of the river system all year long, uh, to, especially in the spring and the fall. But, you know, if we get a nice, uh, let's say, a week of rain, and we got a lot of water coming out of the St. Louis River, then those fish will tend to go back up into the river, but uh, we just kind of haven't really had that this summer. So it's been kind of, uh, you know, Lake Superior or inland lakes or bust. Honestly, we have mm-hmm. not really been targeting the river for the, at least the last six weeks. Um, we're looking forward to the fall coming up when the water temperatures are starting to cool down, which, believe it or not, we've had 50 degrees this morning. I know up there in the whispering winds of Bemidji, we've had some cold, cool overnights as well. So, we're looking forward to the little bit of change happening here and uh, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Lake Superior has been it for the walleyes for us. Yeah, I had to even throw on a light jacket this morning. <laughs> right, yeah. We've been, uh, we've been wearing the light jackets and then, you know, switching to the to the uh, taking off the jacket and then putting the jacket on as it's getting colder. You know, we get that wind, too, and if it's coming out of that northeast, it can be kind of kind of brisk. Yes. So um, you touched on it, but again, what would you typically use to catch those big superior walleyes? So right now we've had a couple different things going. Um, The best has been uh, doing some zigzag trolling routes, trails. Um, You know, a lot of guys tend to get out and go trolling and they hit a, they just beeline, go in a straight line. Well, sometimes we've been finding our success that uh, we mix in some S-curves and zigzags and whatnot. And what happens is these fish tend to just kind of chase the baits for a while. But then when you're making that turn, you're switching up the speed of your lure, and that can really trigger a reaction and get a bite to go. Um, Our best lures this year so far, the last, uh, I'd say, you know, two to four weeks, have been um, bright-colored stick baits. Again, those long bill 
um, you know, 10 inch, uh, uh, deep dive and baits. Um, and then also we're getting some on bottom bouncers as well. You got to have a nice heavy bottom bouncer to get down to those depths. But what's very important about the bottom bouncer, uh, thing is our worm harnesses. We don't want to just take the worm harness out of a package and, and throw on a six foot snell. We want to chop that snell to about 24 inches. And that allows us to do a couple things. It allows us to keep our bait more elevated off the ground, and it keeps us closer to the, the money maker. So when we got these bottom bouncers, we're really dialing in the color scenario to match, right? So I like a bright orange bottom bouncer, and I like to accommodate that with a bright orange stick bait or something that's going to uh, accent that color a lot better. And that's been the, the recipe for success for us lately, and it's, uh, it's been doing pretty good, Kevin, really good. Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service, my guest today. He's talking Duluth Superior Area Walleye. We'll delve deeper into that topic next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. The weekend is here. It's time to go fishing. Jared Houston will be out on the waters in the Duluth Superior area this weekend. And Jared, without giving away any super secret Jared Houston hotspots, um, what are some of the other lakes you might be checking out right now? Yeah, so Duluth, we mentioned it before, we got a lot of great reservoirs, flowages, inland lakes like anywhere else. Um, we've been fishing a lot of lakes that have the uh, uh, connected to some sort of river system or creek system. So I'll throw some name drops, uh, you know, being where I live, I get the, the, the awesomeness of fishing both Wisconsin waters and Minnesota waters. So on the Wisconsin side, you know, all the upper Lake St. Croix, which is the start of the St. Croix River, um, has that nice river system coming in and out of it. Uh, we have Lake Nebagaman, Lake Minising, um, Lake Amnicon, Dowling, and Lyman Lake, which are connected to the Amnicon River. Um, those have been great bites going on there. For the Minnesota side of things, the reservoirs north of Duluth that are controlled by the Minnesota Power Dams people, um, Island Lake, Boulder Lake, White Face Chain, and, uh, and of course, Fish Lake. Um, all of them have some good bites going on for sure. They've been a multi-species bite, but if you're looking into getting your rod, you know, uh, worked on with some fish all day long, that's your best chance to go and uh, stay busy. You know, inland lake fishing is obviously going to put more numbers in the boat. But if you're going out and you're looking for quality fish, you know, I highly encourage you to uh, to target that big water as in Lake Superior. Okay. Uh, how do those lakes, I, I mean, are those similar type lakes to what we would find here, or are they different type uh, of water? No, they're, 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 they're different in that, uh, you know, they're man-made. So mm-hmm. I like uh, think of some of these lakes as uh, the, the home of 10,000 snags, right? I mean, <laughs> if you took a forest and you dammed it up and you flooded it with water, so now it's just like uh, it's fishing old forests or old woods. Um, you know, Bemidji, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, true to nature, historic, you know, natural lakes and stuff like that. We have a few of those, but our bigger water and the bigger reservoirs that are, you know, surplus of 2,000 acres, uh, 7,000 acre lakes. They're, they're the reservoirs in the old forests that are just been dammed up. So, okay. it's a little different thing. Yeah. Um, so, do the bulk of your clients, are they looking for walleye or, or what are they looking for? Well, I always, that's a good question, Kev. Usually when somebody calls, they say, uh, you know, what's going on up there? Well, I'll ask them, I'll counter that and be like, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for some numbers or are you looking for some quality? Well, like, most people are just looking for numbers, and when it comes to that, 
it's pretty easy to go fishing because uh, I'll just circle back to it again. We'll go target those inland lakes where we're going to catch, you know, 12 to 36 walleyes and uh, mixed in with some bonus class A smallmouth and pike and, you know, largemouth maybe, and then some big crappies and panfish, of course. And, and you know, the best way to go about that for us and what that program for the inland lakes uh, uh, tactics we've been utilizing is just been using nothing more simple than a, than a quarter, or I'm sorry, an eighth-ounce jig and a chunk of worm and just casting it into the weeds and the shade and the docks and the cover, anywhere we can find a little bit of uh, uh, shade and structure and that's been that's been turning a good multi-species day, and our clients have been pretty happy about those days. And, and any of them that are listening right now can uh, can uh, relate to what I'm talking about. Now, the other clients that want to go out and go quality fishing, you know, we're going to go troll that south shore, and you know that can be magical, or it can be a, again a long time between bites. But that is your best chance to catch trophy fish is on the big waters of the Gitchagumi. So, um, when you talk multi-species, what all are we what all are we hauling in? Um, so if it's on the inland lakes, um, you know, panfish, we have some great panfish lakes, uh, crappies, which, you know, they're, everybody knows crappies are about the trickiest fish to get going and the most stubborn. Uh, one of my biggest nightmares is when a client says, Hey, I want to go catch a bunch of crappies. <laughs> Boy, I deep on that <laughs> because that gets, that's not as easy as it sounds, um, you know, depending on the time of year and this, this and so forth. But, um, most of our bites have been in the form of walleyes. That's been the most dominant uh, uh, fish coming both sides. Um, I'd say second would be smallmouth bass. We've been catching some really, really nice smallmouth bass up in around the 19, 20-inch range. And then uh, after that, I would say it's just been, you know, the pike. Some some people think pike are pesky. Um, I'm not one of those guys. I think pike are fun. I think they add a, uh, a different culture when you're out fishing for other fish and and they can you know for a little kid to catch a big pike you know there's nothing more fun than watching that sort of uh story unfold bass are becoming incredibly popular here really blowing up over here how popular is bass fishing over in your neck of the woods it's it's gotten pretty popular in itself and um you know i i think that um on a business side of things when it comes to the guiding we have to open our doors and we have to start uh, expecting that clients want to go bass fishing. And we've started doing that. And, um, you know, me being a hardcore walleye guy my whole life, it's, uh, it's been, you know, readapting to what I used to do when I was a kid. And, um, and, but it's been fun, you know, make no mistake. I like to see something different every day and, um, and whatnot. It's, it's definitely growing in popularity here like anywhere else. Um, the nice bass bite we got going on right now, is a topwater bite, and you find those real fertile lakes that got a lot of aqua life, like in the forms of frogs and stuff like that. Your best bet is to throw a topwater bait, like a buzz bait, a hula popper, or a jitterbug, and then go after those fish when the sun's going down, and then even after dark when the frogs come alive and start hearing croaking. And if you ever seen a bullfrog swim across the water, it really does resemble the the profile and the sound of a buzz bait, and that is one of the best best most honest bites a guy can be on is a uh, a topwater uh, bass bite after after hours um one of the reasons i think it's really taken off here is is the explosion of high school uh, f- uh fishing uh competitive fishing and of course we have a bsu fishing team here as well is there a lot of high school fishing going on over there and does umd or any of the colleges over there have a have a team so surprisingly not yet really um 
Not yet, no. Uh, our local Twin Ports schools here, we do not have, uh, it's my understanding, we do not have a, a team put together at this point. I know our neighbors up to the north, two harbors, have a team put together. And then, you know, you get a little out of town, um, like Northwestern High School on the Wisconsin side, they got their own uh, fishing stuff going on there. Um, so it's, it's, it's coming, but as big of a metropolis as Duluth and Superior is, um, both all the schools in Duluth and all the schools in Superior, none of them have a uh, 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 a sanctioned fishing team. Which um, I think I think a lot of it has to do with who wants to take the lead and be the coach. Because I know a lot of these guys that do that, um, it's a big commitment, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's no different than being a high school baseball coach or football coach. If you're going to take on that responsibility, you're going to have to set in the time and, 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 and be committed to do that. So the perfect person to do that would be somebody that has kids in high school. You know, my good buddy Jason Barr in, in Brainerd, who takes on that responsibility for the Brainerd guys, a lot of the reason I think he did is because he has kids in the, in the, in the program, right? Right. So, uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, it does come around. I, I wholeheartedly uh, support it. And I think it's an awesome thing, 100%. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're celebrating our 30th year, wrapping it up today with Jared Houston from Houston's Guide Service in the Duluth Superior area. It's definitely taken off here. We've got a, uh, a team here in Bemidji now, um, and their numbers went way up from year one to year two. Uh, as you mentioned, Brainerd, I think they've got well over 100 kids in theirs. Grand Rapids, uh, those guys just rock. They they kind of have been taking it to the rest of the state in, in competitive yeah, fishing. Yeah. So, and, and and I think we're kind of talking about the, the high school circuit. You know, the, there's, there's also the college circuit, right? right? That, Bemidji State never had a college team when I was there. Otherwise, I might have chose differently rather than the football <laughs> program and went into the, 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 the competitive fishing program. But <laughs> but but uh, it wasn't uh, it was not an option. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a very cool thing. Definitely is. And uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had um, uh, the the college national bass championships, Bassmasters uh, college championships here, and I think it and and it was headquartered on Bemidji. Which is typically not thought of as a bass lake, but when people saw the size bass these guys were able to find in waters connected to Lake Bemidji, uh, it really opened up a lot of eyes uh, to what's there. And I think you, you know, those bass—they are pretty much in. It seems like every water somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that uh, I think they're in a lot of waters, and people often, you know, walleyes are obviously been the most popular. Uh, sport fish in the state of Minnesota for forever, and now bass are definitely turning some heads for sure. Well, as a guide, uh, you know you you're still going to always be looking for walleye because that is our famous fish, and people who come in from out of state or out of the area, that's what they want to catch a lot of the time. So, uh, as you take a look at your area, we know that August is going to be a tougher month when it comes to walleyes than most others. Yep. Um, when is it going to start picking up again, and and where does it get hot in the fall? Well, I got to tell you, my favorite time of year to fish. Well, uh, everybody says when's your favorite time to fish. Well, there's really not a bad time, but I absolutely love uh, six weeks from now when the when the when the trees are turning and there's less boat traffic, and you know you got the whole lake to yourself. And uh, waters are cooling. We're seeing a fresh migratory run of fish back into the rivers um, for walleyes, especially in the, into the St. Louis River. 
um, I, I can't wait. That's, that gets back to a jig bite. We kind of circle back to what we did in the spring, use those spring routine tactics, and we find a lot of success. And, uh, you know, that's, that's going to get going here. You know, it depends on what the weather is going to do, right? So um, if we have uh, – if things get cool fast, it, it might not have to wait till September till we get the bike going back into the river systems. But, uh, you know, make no mistake, we'll be out there on the boat all the way up till ice. Um, you know, my boat's going to be for sale. It is for sale now. Uh, I, I usually try to hold on to it. A lot of guys like to get rid of them by the end of October or November 1st. I, I kind of like to hold mine until Thanksgiving. And I, I work at uh, the sales aspect of that over the winter. But uh, that's because I, I like to have the boat on the water all the way up to ice. I think the fishing gets better. I think fish um, eat hard as uh, winter's about to, uh, you know, show itself. And, and, you know, it's absolutely my favorite time of year to fish. It's definitely fall. So we're going to be getting back to that live bait, that minnow bite going on September, October, and definitely in November. And uh, I, I really can't wait. It's going to be super fun. Is there a uh, a water temp that once the surface temp hits this, you say, okay, here we go? Yep, absolutely. Good question. I like it when it drops back down into the, you know, um, below the 70s. And uh, and the cooler it gets, I mean, down in the 50s and, and stuff like that, that really gets a lot of fish moving. And, um, but, you know, it's a lot to do with uh, what, what you got for precipitation, too. If you got a lot of rain happening, uh, you counter that with uh, the cooler waters and fresh oxygen, stuff like that. I mean, that, that really brings a lot of fish to some uh, aggressive bites. And, and that's kind of the funnest part about the, the fall bite is the, the bite. I mean, it is super aggressive. You, you know, there's no mistaking a snag versus a, <laughs> versus a walleye thump during that time of year. So, I mean, uh, but, you know. Also, with that being said, we, we want to, you know, kind of not ease into those water temps. We don't want to have a drastic change because that slows down the bite. I think fish are a product of routine, just like anybody, any, like us humans. And um, if something, something changes overnight, well, we have to sit back and wait till and, and readjust to what's going on. So, I, you know, if we got a smooth transitional process like it usually is in the fall, um, it'll, be, it'll be no doubt a great, great fishing bite going on. So looking way down the road, where do you guys hardwater fish? Well, our first uh, tiptoe ice uh, adventures are going to be on the inland waters, of course. They're yeah. going to be the safest and the, the places to go, the shallow bays, um, and uh, where it's being less prone to wind or elements and uh, the safest spots, right? But from there, we're going we're gonna to follow the new ice. Uh, everybody knows that's a, an avid angler through the hard waters that – uh, fresh ice is the best ice, and it's the best fishing ice because those fish haven't been touched. You get a fresh sheet of ice over a new area. Uh, that's that's the areas we're looking for. But you know that's way down the road. Yes, and, it is. Uh, you know we don't. Let's not jump the gun yet, Kevin. We <laughs> we got whatever we have rest rest of summer left here, right? We do. We do. Uh, I think a lot of people love to go hang out in the Duluth area, the Duluth Superior area. A lot of really cool places to eat and, and visit. And then, of course, uh, you got some great fishing, too. So if people are looking for a weekend getaway or maybe a mini vacation from our neck of the woods and want to experience uh, some fishing in your neck of the woods, you got any spots available? Uh, yeah, we have a few. I mean, we're, we're booking up pretty good, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you can get a hold of us, and, you know, we can – I got my wife. She's always uh, – 
putting puzzles together. So she's as good at that as, uh, as juggling clients and, and, and appointments. So um, if we can't find something for you on a date you like, we can try our best to accommodate you and work with, with whatever uh, works. And if it doesn't work, well, you know, hopefully we can tag you down the road and, and get you on the water. But uh, yeah, the best chance to do that is obviously give us a call or an email or a text or, or whatnot and see what we can do for you. Okay. What's, uh, what's the contact information? So you can find us online. We're uh, HoustonsGuideService.com, just like the city, spelt just like the city. Uh, you can call us at 218-393-4962. You can obviously always check our social media. We're always updating that with fresh content and the recent bites and stuff like that. So uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. All right. It's Jared Houston from Houston's Guide Service in the Duluth Superior area, former Beaver football player who kind of wishes maybe he could have been a Beaver uh, angler. <laughs> you got it. Go Beavers. <laughs> Jared, thanks for your time today. Good luck when you hit the water. Okay, sounds good, Kev. Thanks for your time. Hey, coming up next week, another great week of shows. We're going to hear from Chris Haley and company. An update on the Lumberjack Fishing Team. Their final qualifier is this weekend. We're going north to Alaska. Check in with Mike Caruza. Jason Rylander is going to stop by. We're going to talk with Dusty Minky right before he begins competition in the latest National Walleye Tour event. And we'll find out what's going on on Leech Lake with Jason Freed. And by the way, he's the head football coach of the Brainerd Warriors, so we'll talk a little bit about this new football season we got coming up. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend, catch some fish, and stay safe.